have you again this morning as we continue our series on We Believe. Last week we unpacked We Believe in the Holy Spirit. We looked at the Holy Spirit, giver of life, and it says this in John 14 verse 16, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognise him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. You know, in the Bible it talks about the Holy Spirit being a paraclete. That's the uh, Greek word to describe the Holy Spirit as one who comes alongside to comfort, to strengthen, to counsel and to encourage. We looked last week that since the beginning of time, since the very beginning of creation, the Spirit was at work and the Holy Spirit is evident throughout the Bible. And then we looked particularly at the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out over the believers. They began to speak in new languages and the Holy Spirit enabled the believers to go out in boldness and preach the gospel and see many, many people saved on that day. And that day was a significant day, the day the church was born and the believers went out all across the world to share the good news. And we also stopped and thought for that moment about how that was the day the church was born. And even today, right now, people all over the world are worshipping and praising God. In Acts 2 verse 37 to 39 it says this, Peter's words pierced their hearts and they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers what should we do? Peter replied to the people on that day of Pentecost as he was preaching out to thousands and thousands of people he said this, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you and to your children and even to the Gentiles, all who have been called by the Lord our God. You know, the promise of the Holy Spirit is for you. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for your children and the promise of the Holy Spirit is for those who are far off. The moment we turn to Jesus, the moment we turn away from our sin and ask Jesus to come into our lives is the moment that the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us. And as Christians, we should seek to be filled day by day with the Holy Spirit each day of our lives asking the Holy Spirit to come, to fill us, to strengthen us, to equip us. And on the day the Holy Spirit came to the believers, they began to speak in new languages and they went out and began to preach the gospel and saw thousands of people saved. Now, one of the evidences that the Holy Spirit had come and that the disciples had received the Holy Spirit was the new languages that they were suddenly able to speak and as they went out on the day of Pentecost, which was a festival that was happening that drew many, many people from all nations and different languages and tongues, people began to understand what the disciples and the believers were saying. And as they began to share and as they began to speak, many, many people that day became Christians. They started to become followers of Jesus. And this new language 
isn't just for believers from many, many years ago, but it's for us today as well. In the church, sometimes you might hear the phrase speaking in tongues, and that is this new heavenly language that is given to us as we seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and as we ask the Holy Spirit to fill us, one of the gifts that we can receive is the gift of tongues, and it's a new language that God gives us that we can use to pray, that we can use to communicate with God. And as believers, as Christians, we should be seeking to be filled and seeking to the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it's something that gives us um, life, it gives us strength, it equips us and it helps us in our prayer life and in our walk with God. The demonstration of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives day by day is also demonstrated through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be really looking today at spiritual gifts. And more than anything, when um, people are looking at us as Christians, maybe you're watching in and thinking, well, I don't really understand all this Holy Spirit stuff. What does it really mean? Well, it talks in the Bible, first of all, in Galatians chapter five about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. As Christians, the greatest demonstration of the Holy Spirit at work within us, the greatest demonstration that we have come into a relationship with Jesus and that we're living our lives for him is in the fruit that comes out from us. What does it look like? It looks like love. It looks like joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness and self-control. And when we hear some of those words, we think, wow, I really need the Holy Spirit more than ever to be more loving, to show kindness, to be more patient. And as Christians, we should be asking the Holy Spirit to help us to build our character in those areas where we're struggling. The fruit of the Holy Spirit helps us to build our character to change the culture that we live in and the, and the people around us as we, as we are more loving, as we show greater kindness, it spills out into our workplaces, into the people that we meet day by day. And that we ask the Holy Spirit to come and to change us and to show us how we can become more like Jesus day by day. Today, as we look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we're going to unpack three different passages in the Bible that describe the different gifts that God gives us. So the first we're going to look at are the motivational gifts and these can be found in Romans chapter 12 and we're going to look at it from verse 6. So if you've got your Bible why don't you grab it now and we're going to look at Romans chapter 12 starting at verse 6 and it says this, in his grace God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, then be encouraging. If it is giving, then give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, then take your responsibility seriously. And if God has given you the gift of showing kindness to others, then do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practise 
hospitality. Wow, there's so many gifts right there that are um, listed as, as gifts that God gives us. And I really believe that these Romans 12 gifts, these motivational gifts, these gifts that are there to encourage and to build up everyone around us, these gifts are things that we can all operate in. You might be thinking, well, what do you mean? Well, let's just take the word kindness to begin with. In Romans 12, it talks about um, if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, then do it gladly. You know, some people have got an incredible gift in this area, but kindness is something that every single one of us can demonstrate. You see, a couple of months ago, right, I think even before lockdown, there was a big campaign going on around social media and um, all over different forums and platforms saying, be kind. And I was watching this and thinking, what is it about this campaign that is grabbing people's attention? And what I began to realise was that for so many people, they're so caught up in busyness and self-centred things that need to be done. And so many times, uh, particularly pre-COVID, where people would not notice others, maybe would just be too busy to see a change or to make a difference. And people's opinions and, and thoughts and the way they spoke to each other wasn't particularly kind. And this campaign started to happen. You started to see acts of kindness starting to be demonstrated. Then COVID hit and wow, what an opportunity to be kind. If you look across the news, um, you know, you're filled with all the different stats and things that are happening. But wow, what would it look like if our newsfeed was full of all the acts of kindness that have taken place in this season? I'm thankful to be part of this church where I can genuinely say that people have shown incredible acts of kindness and love to people around them. Not just the seen things, but also the unseen things. Those that have been encouraging neighbours, those phone calls that many of you make day by day, week by week to different people that are lonely or living on their own. Those that have contributed finance towards us being able to start up a uniform bank to reach out to others. Those who have been able to help in different practical and pastoral ways, meeting the needs of others, whether that's been dropping off a food parcel or going around to do a doorstep visit or um, going the extra mile to be able to make sure that someone receives their prescription. I look at all the different things that have happened where we've been able to connect um, through technology, what a way to be able to communicate and still engage with each other. You know, all of us can be kind, all of us can be encouraging. And Romans 12, these gifts, these motivational, functional gifts are things that we should all be seeking and asking God to show us ways that we can demonstrate these gifts to people around us. Then we can look at the ministry gifts. Now the ministry gifts are found in Ephesians chapter 4. So you might want to turn there in your Bible now to Ephesians chapter 4. And these gifts are gifts that are given to the church. And it says, now these are the gifts that are given to the church. That's verse 11, Ephesians 4 verse 11. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So in Ephesians 4, we get the ministry gifts, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, 
pastors and teachers. And just to summarise these gifts, I'm going to use the hand as an analogy. Now you might want to put your hands out in front of you just to help you, because this sometimes helps us to remember what these gifts are for and how they are used. So first of all, I want you to take your thumb. And the thumb holds the rest of the hand together. It's a crucial part of your hand. And the thumb is, um, we're going to use this as the apostle, because an apostle is a leadership gift. It's someone who works with all the other gifts and holds them together. So Paul in the Bible is an example of an apostle. And he went around and he encouraged others within the church. He released others into their gifting. And he was an essential part of seeing the church grow. The apostle is one that leads and works with all the other gifts so that the church can function and move forward. Then we're going to go to our finger here, our pointer. And this one is going to represent the prophet. So we've got the thumb that's the apostle and the pointer, which is the prophet. The one that gives direction and emphasis, points us to God and his purposes and that's what a prophet within the church will do there's someone that will speak and point to God and his plans and purposes then we've got our middle finger here and this finger is the longest finger on our hand and this one is going to represent the evangelist it reaches the furthest and um, goes outside of the church into the world an evangelist is one who goes out to spread the gospel and the good news. It has the longest reach, if you like. Then we go on to the ring finger. The ring finger represents relationship. And this one's going to represent a pastor. You know, a pastor is someone who is relationship orientated and desires to care for and support others in need. We need all of these different ministry gifts in operation throughout the church. And then the smallest finger provides base and support. It provides balance and foundation so that nothing can slip out of grip. And this is going to represent the teacher because a teacher within the church, one who teaches and um, opens up the word of God, brings the balance and the foundation through the word of God and doesn't allow the truth to slip. So when you look at your hands, you've got your apostle, you've got your prophet, evangelist, pastor and teacher. And in order for the church to thrive, in order for the church to move forward, we need all of these ministry gifts in operation. And God gives, gives these gifts and calls people specifically into the ministry to outwork the gifting, the ministry gifting that God places on their lives. And all the time we're looking and identifying people that represent these gifts um, within the church so that we can grow more leaders so that we can equip more people to be sent out to reach more people with the gospel of Jesus. Then we move on to the spiritual gifts. You know, all of these ministries that we are talking about today, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So it's all about equipping others and building up the body of Christ. The third gift, so we've had the motivational gifts in Romans 12, the ministry gifts in Ephesians chapter 4, and then the third gifts that we're going to look at are the spiritual gifts. And we find these in 1 Corinthians 
chapter 12. You might want to look there right now in your Bibles. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we find the spiritual gifts in cha from chapter 12 verse 4. And it says this, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So the spiritual gifts that we find in 1 Corinthians 12, we call these the manifestation gifts. Knowledge, wisdom, discernment, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, faith, healing, and miracles. You see, manifestation is the outward demonstration of something going on on the inside. If you look at the Greek word, the Greek word for this is phanerosis. Phano sounds like a contagious disease, but it's not. It's the Greek word for manifestation. It's the outward demonstration of something going on on the inside. So just like a light which shines from a light bulb, it's the outward evidence of the electricity working within it. And it's the same with spiritual gifts. They're an outward display of the Holy Spirit working within us. We may speak a new language that we have never learned before because of the Holy Spirit living within us. Miracles are possible because of the power of the Holy Spirit demonstrated within our lives. We may receive wisdom from God or discernment for a situation or circumstance that we don't know anything about but we get an impression um, and we get a sense that God is asking us to speak up or speak out about a situation or a circumstance that is going on around us. Or we might receive uh, discernment and an understanding about something that has maybe been very unclear for a while, but then that word from the Holy Spirit can come. And as we ask the Holy Spirit to fill us, he will reveal new things to us. And all of this is for you and me today. It says in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask for him? You see, the purpose of the spiritual gifts is firstly for evangelism. Romans 15 verse 18 to 19, Paul writes, Yet I dare not boast about anything except what Christ has done through me, bringing the Gentiles to God by my message. And by the way I worked among them, they were convinced by the power of miraculous signs and wonders and by the power of God's spirit. In this way, I have fully presented the good news of Christ from Jerusalem all the way to Iloquium. You see, Paul had travelled all across to so many different places and it wasn't his words, it wasn't anything about him that reached people. It was the power of the Holy Spirit at work through miracles, through signs and wonders and through the outworking of the Holy Spirit as he began to speak and as he began to see incredible things 
happen. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit, first of all, are for evangelism, that we would see more people um, found, that we would see more people saved. They are for encouraging and equipping. um, Romans 1 verse 11, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 26 and 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 talk about how the gifts are there to encourage and equip us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. They're not just for us, for our own benefit, they're for the benefit of others and they're always about encouraging, equipping and helping one another. The purpose of spiritual gifts is also to bring unity. Romans 12 verse 4 says, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of the body and we all belong to each other. Church, we all belong to each other. Uh, The spiritual gifts today, they're not just given to special people or to to, um, certain people that do particular things in church. They're for each and every one of us. And the gifts are there to bring us closer together as we serve one another with the gifts that God gives us, that it brings unity in the body of Christ. And most importantly, the spiritual gifts are there to demonstrate God's love. At the beginning, we talked about that passage in Romans 12, the motivational gifts, that that at the very foundation, we can be encouragers, that we can be people who are kind to one another, that we are people that serve one another well with the gifts that God has given us. In 1 Corinthians 13, it's a famous love passage. And in that passage, it says this, if I could speak of all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understand all the secret plans and possess all the knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. We have got to let love be our highest goal in everything that we do. That we are a church that love each other that we are a church that love others well romans 12 verse 9 reminds us don't just pretend to love others really love them hate what is wrong hold tightly to what is good love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other never be lazy but work hard and serve the lord enthusiastically rejoice in our confident hope be patient in trouble and keep on praying when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Let's not just pretend to love others. Let's genuinely do it today. Let's choose to serve the Lord enthusiastically and rejoice in our confident hope that whilst we still walk through many trials, even right now through this whole COVID situation, we can be patient in trouble, demonstrating that fruit of the spirit of patience and keep on praying. God is moving and his Holy Spirit wants to fill you with more of his power and his strength today. So just as we come to the end of the message today, I haven't gone crazy. I am sitting by the Christmas tree. I don't know if anyone is crazy enough to have their Christmas tree up already. For me, it's a little bit too early, but I have put this one up and I have arranged some gifts because I just want you to imagine for a moment, it's Christmas Day 
and you come downstairs or do whatever traditions you do at home normally but you come and you come and sit down there's presents there there's gifts there waiting for you and you come and sit down um, at the Christmas tree and you start to look at these gifts and wow how they've got your name on them and they're there and they're, they're ready to be opened but imagine what it would be like on Christmas Day if all you did was just sit on the sofa and and just look at them. Oh, aren't they lovely presents? They're wrapped really nicely and oh I can see there's one with my name. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spend Christmas Day just sitting and looking at the gifts. It would be pretty boring, wouldn't it? You see, God has got gifts with our name on that are waiting to be opened, that are waiting to be received. You know, one of the most exciting things on Christmas Day is just watching our children and our loved ones opening presents and seeing the joy on their faces as they receive the gift. And that's what God wants so much, so much what he desires for us, that we would see that he has gifts with our name on and he wants us to open those gifts. He wants us to receive those gifts so that we can experience the joy in receiving those gifts so that then we can share them with those around us. You know, I think one of the um, one of the things at Christmas for us is if Gareth gets a gadget or something that then he'll open and spend the rest of the day trying to explore and find out how it works. Or when Naomi comes running down just to open her presence with so much excitement and so much joy. And I believe today it's the same with the spiritual gifts. If you have accepted Jesus into your heart, the Holy Spirit dwells within you and he wants to fill you with his power but he also wants you to receive gifts that are so made just for you that you have gifts that God wants to put within your life so that you can use them to help others that you would grow in those motivational gifts of being encouraging and being kind with acts of service and love to others that for many of you there are spiritual gifts that God wants to give you, to use, to equip and to speak words of life into those around you. And all we have to do is receive them. Ask God by his Holy Spirit to come and to fill you with more of him and know that there are gifts that he wants to empower you with and for you to be used by him. I just want to pray for you this morning and I just want to encourage you today that the gifts of the Holy Spirit for each and every one of us. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your promise of the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't just stop there. You also promise to give us good gifts and all we have to do is ask and seek more of your Holy Spirit and to ask you to come into our hearts and our lives. Father God, I pray today that as we look to receive more of your Holy Spirit and as we ask you for what it is that you are calling us to step into, the gifts that you have for us. May we be people who pray and seek you more, that we would desire more of your Holy Spirit, that we would have the faith to receive the gifts that you want to give us and to be able to step forward in sharing those gifts, to equip the church, to serve others in our community and to help those around us, that we are people who don't keep the gifts that you've given us to ourselves, but there will be people who share them with those that we meet day by day. Father God, I pray this week 
that we would be people who demonstrate your love. That ultimately love is the highest goal, it's the highest act that we can show and demonstrate to those around us. And that from that place of love, that we would look to you day by day. That you would show us those that we can encourage, those that we can be kind to, those that we can serve well, those that we can offer wisdom, those that we can speak words of life to, Lord. Would you help us to be used by you this week? Amen.